Welcome to the Dear Rochester Retire Well Podcast with David Pulsini from Six Point Financial Partners. In this podcast, find your path towards a brighter financial future with David as your guide as he helps individuals, educators, and healthcare professionals explore ways they can build wealth while minimizing risk using a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to personal finance. Are you ready to take the first step towards a brighter financial tomorrow? Let's get started. Let me guess, you don't think you really need a financial advisor. You're smart, you're savvy, you're up on the latest in the market, so why bother to pay for someone to manage things for you? Hello, may I suggest you listen to David Polsini's podcast, Dear Rochester, Retire Well. I'm Patrice Sikora, and I've been listening. David is with Six Point Financial, and he has not shied away from discussing sensitive topics, including questions you should ask a financial advisor. But David, tell me, what prompted you to tackle this mindset issue of, I can do it myself, I don't need a financial advisor? I want to give a warning to our listeners about this one, Patrice. It's going to be overwhelming. What prompted this was I was recently skiing, which I never do. If if we're listening (laughs) and you ski, I'm not a skier, but my wife and my eight-year-old daughter are great skiers. So I'm trying to learn how to ski to keep up with my daughter. And we have videos of her flying by my wife and my daughter wants me to go skiing with her. So I'm trying to be a good dad and learn how to ski so I can keep up with her. So that's very admirable, but what does it have to do with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I went skiing by myself and I go into the ski lodge after I make it successfully down the hill, I think once. And there's no one in there. Obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's, it's empty on a Tuesday anyway, but so I'm at a table and a table five feet from me are, are two people. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but to overhear what they were talking about because honestly, there was no one else around. So, and I have an ear for these things, but <laughs> what I heard them talking about was financial advisors of all things. So if this person is listening, by the way, they'll know exactly who it is because it's a very interesting conversation. So I'm just going to name these two people, Kelly and Tom. That's it. So Kelly says, I just meet with my financial person. I can't believe I made money last year. So by the way, that's mm-hmm. common. A lot of people thought it was a bad year. Last year was actually great for the, the market. It was quite the bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelly says, I can't believe I made money. Tom says, why, why are you working with someone? They're, they're charging you to do that. You know? I do my own. And Kelly says, how do you know what to do? And this guy, Tom says, I just go online and do it myself. It just isn't worth it to pay somebody. So I I did all I could, all I could not to just, Hey guys, let me give you some (laughs) examples. So, um, and that would be like me to just say something nicely, but, uh, I honestly, that's all I could handle. I stopped listening and I think this podcast will prove why I believe Tom in this case is completely wrong. So I'm sticking mm-hmm. up for our, all of our financial planner listeners out there and what we do, because it is not all about the actual investments that we talk about here. Tom was talking about managing his investments only, but what he left out were all the intangible things that advisors do. So I made a list of questions. I love this, that I'm extremely confident that Tom could not answer but a professional advisor can. So, and I can promise you, here's the one thing. Many times when people say this and it's not their fault, they just don't know what they don't know. He, this, he wouldn't even know where to begin. So I'm going to ask each question. 
And then I'll ask our listeners, can you confidently answer these questions? And by the way, if you can, please email me immediately because it would be amazing. If someone <laughs> that doesn't do what we do all day long can answer this, it'd be great. So um, I was going to say this, but let's do it. In fact, let's do this. Get in touch with me after this podcast to let me know what question you made it to before you could not answer confidently. And I like it. Whoever, whoever can make it the furthest, we'll send them a gift card or something. All right. And, and what <laughs> and is, what is your emails? Tell, tell us now and then we'll do it again at the end of the podcast. There we go. D Pulsini, P-U-L-C-I-N-I at six point FP.com. So we'll get, we'll say that again okay. later, but, and I want people to remember, I'm not picking on anybody. These questions are directed at my, my guy, Tom here. He's the fictional person that's doing it himself online. So just remember, I'm not picking on you, but I, I'm really excited to ask these questions. So, Patrice, are you, are you ready to start with question I'm, I'm number ready. one? I'm ready. Question one. Go right. for it. Tell, tell me when you're out, by the way, Patrice. You ready? Oh, I will. I will. Go ahead. Okay. So, question number one. Have you updated your will, healthcare proxy, power of attorney in the last five years? Yes. Good for you. So, um, if Tom cannot answer this question, by the way... <laughs> I know that he's divorced because I overheard him say this. So <laughs> when, when a life event, I should say, happens, you want to make sure to update these things. And if, if Tom did not update these things, he, he'd be out already. And by the way, I heard him say he has kids. You want a thing set up for your minor, minor children and guardianship and, and so mm -hmm. forth. So good for and, you and for the, updating. And yours. the healthcare proxy, that's an awfully important one. Yeah, especially especially if Tom um, still has his ex-wife on there and he falls down the ski hill after yes. our break that we were taking and goes into the hospital. We don't want his ex-wife on his healthcare proxy. She pulled <laughs> the plug quickly by the sounds of it. So let, let's go on to question number two. Did you coordinate the beneficiaries from your will with each of your investment accounts? Yes. Good for you. So I'm telling you, Patrice, 99% are out and that's totally fine. So it's not totally one thing fine. I, no, that's that's not yeah. good. I, like I said, I'm trying not to pick on anybody. Okay. But it, it needs to be done. You're absolutely right. Um, but but this goes to Tom again. If if he did update his will but did not change the beneficiaries on the actual account, the beneficiaries on the account will get the money, mm -hmm. not in the will. So some people think when they change their will, it's all set. That is not true. The beneficiaries on investment accounts override what says in the will. And that means so there's that, paperwork to be done. So you've got to make sure you get the paperwork. That's right. So um, yeah, that, that is very important. Question number three, and you don't have to answer this one because this gets into some intangible stuff, but what did you do this year to reduce the amount that you owe in taxes now and in retirement? Hmm. So it's, it's kind of an open-ended question. So it's not a yes or no, like the other two, but did, did Tom change his withholdings this year based on his taxes last year? Did he maximize the proper retirement accounts? Did he sell investments at a loss? By the way, we talked about this a little bit with the market last year. When the market was down, did we sell some investments at a loss to capture those losses and then reinvest it in something else? So we could help with that on, uh, on tax losses. So that that is worth something. So question number four, how far do you have to go before you are in the next tax bracket? I'm out. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an exact dollar amount. So unless you're actually running your taxes. So you made it to question number four, Patrice, which is great. Um, I could keep going. It's just that uh, yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> so it, what, and by the way, what happens when you do reach the next tax bracket? Who is Tom's CPA? Does he do this himself as well? I have no idea, but that is an important question for many reasons mm -hmm. that we won't get into now, but we want to always look at reducing and minimizing taxes. And I love this one. What, what is your strategy for Roth conversions and why? Yes. So 
especially with the interest rate environment. Yeah, the interest rate environment, the tax environment, we're an all-time or historic low in tax tax rates, right? So based on last year's tax returns, I'm making this up. Tom may be considering he he should convert $17,482 to a Roth IRA. That's how long, how far he has to go before reaching the next tax mm-hmm. bracket. And now his money will grow tax-free for the rest of his life. So if, if an advisor helps somebody do that over the next 10 years and we've converted, call it $200,000 and Tom never has to pay taxes, how much is that worth for somebody? So anyway, if, if somebody has made it this far, I'm totally serious. Please let me know. But and <laughs> <laughs> hang in there till the end because it will all come together and actually make you feel good about this. And like I said, this is overwhelming and it's going to be... A, I'll say a peppering of questions quickly coming up, but this is already too much for most people. I understand yeah. that. And really, again, what I'm trying to show here is that Tom's Tom's argument of an advisor, quote, charging fees doesn't make a lot of sense if we can make that back and we can justify those fees. And just those first five questions alone, we've been able to save people, this, this is real, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing the right thing. Um, so back to the questions. And again, I'm not going to answer them all today. I just want our listeners to know that advisors, a professional advisor can help with this. And Mm -hmm. also it will just give you something to think about. Okay. Question question number six. What's that? Yeah. Number six. So what is your social security claiming strategy and why? And let's review this. You just did two podcasts on social security. So people should go back and listen to those. That's right. Yep. So we just talked a lot about social security. Question number seven, did you review your employer benefits this year and make any necessary changes? What is the time frame for that, really? When do they do companies generally let you know that there are changes? Well, usually when you get your benefits booklet, it could be different. Obviously, there are health care and medical open enrollment periods. Right. Okay. Um, but th- different benefits may come out at different times. But they'll usually, when you get your benefit booklet... we want to review that with any client, any advisor. We've talked about this before. We'll Mm -hmm. go through a benefits booklet with somebody and just make sure there's nothing in there that we can take advantage of or something in there that we can take advantage of. So on to question number eight. I love this one. Do you have everything to do with finances organized in one place or on one page so that if something happens to you, your loved ones can easily access that information? We have unfortunately run into this too many times where it is all over the place. It's not organized, but this is definitely something that advisors can help someone do. Mm -hmm. Question number nine, this one I love for the the investment management. um, I'll call it this. (laughs) This one's for Tom. So Tom, with your current investment strategy and allocation, managing it yourself, what percentage can you take out per year and never run out of money? Most people can't answer that, but again, that's what advisors Most people are going to look at you and say, uh-huh. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of financial jargon in there. But again, this question. is what a financial advisor knows about. Yeah, and remember, I'm trying to prove the point that uh, most people will need some help. So uh, question number 10, do you have equity in your home and does it make sense to refinance? Popular time for that. Interest rates are at all-time low. People have been paying off their house. That's a great question to ask. Mm-hmm. Question number 11, this just happened to us. If you're going to receive an inheritance, what are the new tax rules for that money? both qualified and non-qualified. Again, financial jargon, stuff you need to know. Question number 12, what, when is the last time you've asked your insurance agent to run new quotes on your homeowners and auto insurance? I don't think people are reaching out on an annual basis just to say, Hey, run me new quotes to see if I can save money. Should you do that every year? 
Yeah, it'll drive them crazy, but it's part of our process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll, you'll probably get fired from your local insurance agent, but that's uh, part of their job. And, and I'm sure they'd be willing to do that. Question number 13, what happens if you exceed a certain break point in the Medicare tax bracket? Huh? Huge one. Huh? We've talked about that. Yeah. If you go over by $1 in a Medicare tax bracket, now you're paying an extra $120 a month for two years because yeah. you went over by a dollar. We want to avoid that if we can. So and it, there's more to it, obviously, but again, stuff to think about. Question number 14, if you have several retirement accounts and are approaching the age where you must take them, what is your strategy to take withdrawals? Again, we have people with accounts all over the place. Which one are they going to take from? Which one should they take from? Advisors can answer that. Question 15, kind of piggybacks on number 14. What is the age you must start taking out qualified money? That's pre-tax accounts. And what is the penalty if you do not take what you were supposed to? That so, could be huge. Yeah. And by the way, the answer is 50% of what you were supposed to take. Wow. So you definitely want to avoid that. So again, this is directed at if somebody's doing this themselves and they don't know this, they're going to be in trouble when they, in this case, don't take their money out. And they probably and, think we'll just keep it there and, and let it grow and let it grow and not touch it and not touch it. They may even, mm -hmm. may even being, you know, sacrificing over here so they don't touch that money and then bingo, they're going to get clobbered. That's right. Yeah. 50%. So if you're supposed to take $10,000 out of your retirement account at 73 years old and you don't, you owe a $5,000 penalty. So you definitely want to stay on top of that. And, and most of the things that the advisors use in the software that we use automatically will not allow that to happen. So question 16, when is the last time that you've re reviewed your life insurance to make sure it is either enough or too much? So hmm. and we've seen both. We've seen people that have way too little and they have kids at home and, and whatever, mm -hmm. and they, they have way too much because now maybe kids are gone and debts are paid off and they don't need as much as they have. So they can reduce costs that way. Question number 17, if you have an account that is invested in an after-tax manner and it has made money, so last year it made money, what are the taxable consequences of taking that money out? So this gets into long, what, what are your long-term gains? Is it ordinary income? Has it been mm -hmm. invested more than a year, less than a year? So, and, and Patrice, I could keep going with these questions. I think we'll, this, this is already <laughs> way too much, but, but if, and I want to know, I know it's overwhelming. But <laughs> it's, you're making the point. It's, it's totally intentional. I couldn't help it. And I feel like I have to defend our profession a little bit and I'll be honest, when I made these questions, this was like in my head while I was trying to ski and within about 10 minutes. So we could make a hundred of these very mm -hmm. easily. So, and to me, hearing somebody say that about financial advisors, like someone saying to the doctor, you don't need a doctor to look and help you fix your broken arm. We could just, why don't you just make your own cast and it will heal and it will save you some money. Like that, that's how I feel yeah. about this. So. I, I think we need a professional with serious training and experience to help you with all of these things. And now I also understand that people hear this stuff and they're like, I don't want to go do all of that. It's overwhelming. It's way too much. But I will tell you when you're working with a financial planner that knows what they're doing and they have a process, and we talked about a process in a different episode, mm -hmm. this stuff is all very intentional and it's driven by that process. So and think of it this way. Not all these questions will apply to everybody, especially at different times in their lives. If we have a 45-year-old listener, I'm talking about social security claiming strategies. They, they don't care right now. I get that. But 
most of these questions will apply at some point in your life, maybe just not now. So it is built into an advisor's process. And by the way, an advisor will take all of this and so many more things. Again, these are just a few questions and break it down into what is necessary and needed at that time. And if I came into a meeting with you, Patrice, with this list of questions, you would not be able to leave fast enough if I started firing <laughs> these at you. So, and I believe me, we get that. So what we typically do as financial advisors, we'll do two to three things that we need to take action on now. So mm -hmm. after a meeting with our clients, as an example, we'll, we will send an email or a video as a follow-up and it will have action items in it. It will say something like this, Patrice, it was great catching up with you here are some action items that we should address before the next meeting. Number one, I didn't think you'd get this by the way, Patrice, but you did. Number one, update will. <laughs> <laughs> and by the, the other thing, do you need a recommendation for an attorney? I'd be happy to provide that. So really okay. any professional advisor, again, will have a network of professionals that they can refer you to or they work with. So if somebody needs an attorney recommendation, an advisor should have that. By the way, a CPA, an accounting recommendation, we should mm -hmm. have that. So number one, update will. Number two, just as an example, increase retirement contribution to your Roth 403B by $200 a paycheck. Let's knock that one off the list. You log on and do it or we make a phone call. Mm -hmm. Number three, let's get everything on one page for you. I just need a copy. And this, this is like a real email. I, I will just need a copy of that life insurance policy statement that you mentioned and one from the old 401k plan that you had. From there, I'll email you a rough draft of the one page and we can go over that next meeting. That's it. But so now, at the end, of, go ahead. From a consumer point of view, I can tell you, I've gone through this process and the peace of mind that it gives you when you're on the other side is incredible. Not just for you, but for your family. It definitely. And I think it makes people feel good to know that we know what we were doing. we are doing. So. You don't need to know all of these things. If you're listening to this, you don't need to know. You just need to know that your advisor knows. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why it all, you, you've heard this a million times. We, you need to trust the person you're working with. And that's so true because there's no way unless you do this all day long, every day, and you've worked with hundreds or thousands of clients in real life examples that you'd ever know all of this stuff. It, it's impossible. It's so, true. Um, and by the way, if, if I do want to bring this up, Patrice. It brings up a good point. If you're a current client of ours and, and listening, and we have not gone over this entire <laughs> list, which I know we have not, don't panic because as you grow into these things and it's your needs coming. change, it's coming. <laughs> yep. And, and evolve these, we're on top of it. And we do all of these things and more. And for all the listeners, and unless you're Tom, again, <laughs> and you <laughs> and you do it yourself, you absolutely do not need to know all of this. You just need to know that we know, and the first step is reaching out to an mm -hmm. advisor. Get a hold of somebody, get a recommendation from your friends or family for somebody good that they trust. And remember, Patrice, we did that. You mentioned this at the beginning, the questions you should ask that advisor. Yes. Yes. So listen to that episode, ask us for our list of questions that we would ask an advisor. And if they can get through that list, they will be able to answer all of these questions that I have on here and way more. These are just a few things to think about as you, the listener, struggle to find the time, your own time, to do your own research, to understand, to plan your financial future into and through retirement. Believe me, somebody who knows what they're doing could probably help. But David, how can people reach you if they do begin to have some questions? 
So our website is www.sixpointfp, as in financialplanner.com. I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit, David Pulsini Jr. And, um, or they can email me, like we said, at dpulsini, P-U-L-C-I-N-I, at sixpointfp.com. And do you think maybe I'm going to win the gift card? You made it pretty far, Patrice. If someone gets past <laughs> question five, I'd be shocked. And then please get a hold of me. I'd love it. I would, I would love really, to hear love this it. too. Yes. <laughs> I'll let you know how the results come in. All right. David Pulsini of Six Point Financial. Subscribe to David's podcast, Dear Rochester, Retire Well, and you will know when the latest episode is available. You can also find out about the, the previous episodes that we've done too. You can also share this as a resource. I'm Patrice Sakora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Six Point Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Six Point Financial Partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, Private Client Services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Six Point Financial Partners or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Six Point Financial Partners, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.